0: Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to your host, Kriti Agrawal from Risky Money. So today I have a very interesting guest with me. Her name is Pratishta. Uh, she's well known on Instagram. Uh, she's a freelancer and she do a lot of, uh, you know, activities for earning money online. So I really want to hear her story and I hope it helps you guys also. So hi Pratishta, tell us how you started in this journey. How's your career been like?
1: Hi Krati. Uh... My career has been really, really good. I started two years back. It has been a roller coaster since then. So, yeah, it's it's not all good. It's not all what you see on Instagram. But, yeah, I couldn't be more grateful for the opportunities that I've gotten in the past two years since I started freelancing. It has been great.
0: Okay, so like what, uh, were you doing job or like, you know, just tell us a a brief intro about yourself, like what you did uh, that time, how you started, how you got into freelancing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I was actually a college student when I started freelancing, and I have never done a full time job in my life. So when I graduated two years back, during the same time in the month of May, I graduated from college, and before, like, when my final semester exams were going on, I started looking for gigs. So, within 15 days, I got gigs, and then I never did a full-time job. I never did a master's, and this is how I have been rolling since then.
0: So like with one gig, definitely you must have some vision, but how did you like thought that, okay, you don't need a job or MBA? Because obviously freelancing is very uncertain, you know, uncertain till now, even after two years. So how you thought that you don't want a job and this will be something you want to continue?
1: Yeah, so uh, I was actually doing English literature. So I anyways knew that if I had to get a job, I either I have to do master's and then PhD and then become a professor, or I wanted to do UPSC and become an IES officer. So for me, both of these paths led to a long, long time period before I could make any money. So for me, my mindset was, okay, I will just give this a try for a year. If it doesn't work out, I'll go back to studies. So I never made that final decision. Okay, this is what I want to do with my life. I never did that. I actually made 90,000 rupees in my second month of freelancing. So when I made that money, I realized that, oh, this has a lot of potential. And then I told my parents, so... In July. So July of 2021 is when I made my first 90,000 rupees. Obviously, I didn't make that money going forward in all of those months. But when I made that 90,000, I was, you know, curious about the potential this thing could have. So I just told my parents, I got my MacBook and I was like, I want to give this a thing. Because up till that point, I was still doing everything on my phone, because I didn't have a laptop. So Mm -hmm. I hustled really hard up till that point and then I got my laptop so things became easier for me and that is how I did it. I actually started by a course. I took a course which was 7.5k which was 7,500 rupees. I did not have that money and that is why I took it from one of my friends and I was like, okay, I've taken this course. I at least need to make 7,500 rupees to pay back my friend. But then I made 90,000 rupees and I was like, okay, if I gave it a month, this is the investment and return that I've gotten. So how much more can I do? So that is how it started for me.
0: So much relatable on two things I can relate very well because when I graduated IT, everyone was like MBA, do it MBA. And I MBA not MBA because I know the cost of MBA. And I'm like, Utna much Invest karna is not good. And so that's why I don't do MBA. I thought that uh, I'll do job in InfoSys. I'll do start uh, side, main, whatever, you know, freelancing and all. I'll just explore a lot of things and second thing i remember when i left the job and i uh, switched to freelancing full time so first month my rent was 7.5k and i took from the friend because i have no idea like where from money come but i do have a experience till till then so i was like i'll able to do any anything manageable to do so yeah for to that thing you know i can relate and i just got memory so that's great. So we will want to discuss a lot about freelancing for sure. But I want to know first a little bit about your Instagram journey also, because I see that you, you are, you know, you're doing great on Instagram, and I'm sure you must get a lot of opportunities, leads, work a lot from there. So
1: yeah, tell me how's that going? So uh, when I took that course, that course actually told us to sort of start content creation. So the day that I started freelancing was the day that I started creating content on LinkedIn and Instagram. So my LinkedIn and Instagram both go hand in hand. And my journey has been good. I have had a love-hate relationship because my Instagram was stuck at some point for a long period of time. So I was stuck at 8000 followers for a really 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 long period of time and at some point I just thought that I just don't want to do it Mm -hmm. but I just somehow pushed myself and I tried new things and now it is finally growing so hopefully by the time that I do a next podcast episode I'll have a much better presence on Instagram but yeah I try my goal is to provide as much value as possible to people because Mm -hmm. uh, earlier I would say up till the end of 2022 or the mid of 2022, I was more you know, dependent on Instagram to get leads for work, but now I don't. I don't use Instagram as my primary method of client acquisition. I use LinkedIn, I use Twitter and referrals and networking and cold outreach, but not Instagram. Instagram for me has become more of channeling my creativity and my creator side of things. So that is what I have been trying to do. But it has been a lot of hit and trial. That is for sure. It's not like yeah. I spiral viral on my day one. Nothing like that happened with me.
0: Yeah. So you told me like uh, from a long time you worked from phone. And this is a huge question. I think a lot of uh, new people in college and, you know, people have this that do we need laptop for freelancing. So I do want to know your brief experience of working from phone, how you manage it. Like I can't also imagine because I have laptop yeah. in college. So yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'll tell you, I when lockdown started back in 2020, when I was still in college, I used to do uh, Bookstagram. So Bookstagram was a thing. So Bookstagram yeah. is basically Instagram for book reviewers for anyone who is listening and they don't know. And what basically that community does is they post a lot of book reviews. And after a point, I realized that authors pay you money to read books. And I am a big time reader. So mm-hmm. I read a lot and when I say a lot I am actually into books because I'm a literature student right and when I got to know that oh my god they give you free books and they give you money to read the books I was so happy at that point I didn't even knew that something like freelancing existed I was just so happy doing that I think in the lockdown I just I was just reading books reviewing them making money
0: mm-hmm. and
1: at that point I was also all of this was hobby for me nothing was my goal was not to make money so i was also doing youtube at that point and i had Oppo. i was using oppo so i was editing youtube videos on that android phone and when i did that videos used to crash like i used to edit a 15 minute video and export click the video used to crash and all the four hour five hour effort that you have put into making that video goes So after doing YouTube and after doing Bookstagram from my Android phone, I saved up enough money to buy iPhone. So when I had iPhone, things become a bit easier. And Mm -hmm. because I already at that point was used to working from my phone, I was able to do it. Because then Mm -hmm. I think typing on Google Docs still is, you know, a bit easier than editing videos, which I already had that done. And I really didn't want to, you know, wait to buy a laptop and then start because Mm -hmm. I was very uh till now I am very hell-bent on not taking money from my parents so all the business that I've done whatever I do I try to not take money from my parents and -hmm. that is why I knew that if I have to do this I will you know save and buy my laptop by my own yeah because It It is a little bit hard to convince parents when you're trying something new. I already, it was very difficult for me to convince them to not go for master's yeah. and all. Of so I was not in a position to ask money from my parents. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, that also definitely I want to know. But I don't know if it's relevant. But when you buy a iPhone, why don't you think that you should buy a laptop, you know, like
1: have a decent phone or normal phone? Yeah. But at that point, I was not doing freelancing when I got my okay, iPhone. Okay, so you just, just want
0: a good phone. Yeah.
1: I just wanted a good phone, but then that led to one thing that led to it's always about the domino effect in life. When I started Instagram, I never knew that I would do freelancing. When I started freelancing, I never knew that I would do it after Mm -hmm. two years as well. So I think it's a lot about just the domino effect start doing one thing and you slowly and steadily figure you just explore
0: out. and see where you are going because honestly when i also started podcast i have no idea that i'll do guests i was against of that i always wanted to keep it solo only mine. but now i have fully diverted into guests so it's like a huge change because i just see that the uh, curve potential opportunity or you know easier. so now for instagram i want to ask because as you know it's so much competition so much saturation and people also like uh copy a lot of content trends. And obviously when I've seen, when you see reels and all you become, your mind becomes saturated. So how you 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 know find unique content ideas or how you try to keep yourself up to date on Instagram?
1: I think uh, I am a very much of an idea person. Like I am never out of ideas. Like that's my USP. I would say I always have ideas, but I think it's important what type of content you consume. So if you follow random people, it's not going to add any value to you. There are so many creators on Instagram who don't do trends. They put out original content. They share authentic things. They are not just showcasing a fake lifestyle. So I think it's dependent on us what type of people we choose to follow in our journey. I think Mm -hmm. I've taken that decision very wisely. So if you go and check my following list on Instagram, you will find a lot of crazy good creators there And because I follow them, that is how my whole profile is. My whole algorithm works that way. It shows me really good content and that is how I do it. But after a point, what happens is that you just, you know, get fed up of people in your niche. Like you're just, if you're talking about freelancing 24-7, making money 24-7, you will see that at the end of the day, everyone is talking about the same thing. True. Right. So what I started doing from my personal account, I follow a lot of creators who are not in my space. So when it comes to my personal account, the people that I follow, they are not at all related to what I do. And what mm-hmm. I try is I try to see what food content creators are doing, what travel content creators are doing, what media content creators are doing, what you know, uh, history content creators are doing. I try to apply that format that presentation into what i do and that is sort of not copying because it automatically changes when you change the niche and that sort of gives fresh and unique ideas so i think i try to do that i try to take inspiration from you know just people on linkedin on twitter maybe you saw something in a tweet you can make a reel on it it's not copying Mm -hmm. it's just taking inspiration
0: no, that's great. That's I agree. Even I think our brain also works like that. Whenever you see other things and stuff, then you become more creative of your own niche. If you're 24 hours spending, that actually uh, is how it uh, defined like studying also, like how if we do 24 hours, you get nothing in your brain, but if you give yourself a break, you just go out and do outdoor activities. So that helps. So yeah, so that's great. So now coming back to freelancing, like I want to know, so currently like you're a freelancer, it's been two years and you know, like there are new people who want to start freelancing or people who are just started, but they're stuck with some like 10K, 20K, 25K income per month and they want to, you know, uh, go beyond. So what is your uh, advice to them and how your work processes, like how you get clients, how you do, do you have a team also, how you manage them? So yeah, so then it helps freelancers, yeah.
1: Okay. So I don't have a team right now. I am a solo person. Whenever I need help, I outsource it to freelancers, not an agency owner right now. I am a freelancer. And what I would really recommend people who want to upskill, uh, who want to increase their income is to really, really upskill. Because I've seen a lot of people because whenever I do hiring time to time, I think there is a lot of advice on the internet for charge your worth. Like, get yeah. get the money get the money like people are I think desperate for money and I'm not generalizing not everyone is people are just desperate to make money in a good way I don't mean it in a derogatory way because it's audio so you never know how it's going to come out so just for clarification (laughs) obviously people want to make money but if today I watch a reel and I say oh this person is making one lakh rupees per month and I next day start reaching out to clients is it going to work out for me It's Mm -hmm. not going to work out because I don't have any skills (laughs) with, I'm so sorry, with AI in the picture, there is no space for average for being average, Mm -hmm. obviously we are also average, we are also trying to learn every single day, but I do believe that if you are a person who can just simply write content and you don't have any other skills, you don't know how social media works, how SEO works, you're not going to get any gigs it's as simple as that and I think people need to decide that okay I want to do freelancing and then spend at least two to three months in learning that skill if you want to get a job in engineering space you will do a four-year degree but with yeah. freelancing you expect that okay within two months I need to be making six figures that is not how it works true so I a lot of patience is required. If you're stuck in a certain income zone, it definitely means that you need to work with better quality clients. But mm-hmm. if you want to work with better quality clients, you need to have better quality results that you have generated for people.
0: Right? Definitely, definitely. Actually, yeah. you you're saying right, but I also uh, see a lot of people. They don't have portfolio. They don't have work experience. They don't have that much. Put uh, you know like doing but they charge enough, enough uh like, that uh, in job also there's like one year when you get increment and all but here like literally after one client after just one or two months people want increment that to like double matlab abhi we want 25k you want to go 50k you want to go 1 lakh which is possible obviously possible but we have to be realistic also like are you putting that effort are you putting that uh, you know time if you're expecting so much so
1: yeah Uh, And I think uh, people just, you know, sort of think that it's some magic is going to happen. It's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I think it's because of somewhat internet also, the reels and, you know, the charisma of freelancing and
1: all. The glorification
0: yeah maybe so anyway so moving forward now i want to know like you know as there are a lot of people who want to find clients and this is a huge huge question for every freelancer how you get clients how you get clients so what is your process you already told uh, but if you can elaborate like how you get your clients initially now and if there is any
1: difference between low ticket high ticket clients yeah yeah so as i create content on linkedin and on instagram I get a lot of clients, inbound leads, people who watch your content and then they reach out to you for work. I've gotten amazing international clients, agency owners, companies from Instagram, from LinkedIn, people reaching out to me. So that's one method of client acquisition. The second method of client acquisition that has, so even when I started, I was doing content and within a month I started getting leads. So mm-hmm. for me, I think. After almost 1.5 years of freelancing, I've started learning cold outreach. So the Mm -hmm. initial 1.5 years for me were just inbound leads and referrals, which I don't recommend to people. Yeah. I would like, if I would go back and change one thing, I would learn cold outreach.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I I feel uh, what happens is, what mistake I did was that, okay, I was doing copywriting. I used to get clients. I used to get amazing people. And I was making good money more than I expected from myself. Now what happens is, you start getting clients. But when you're getting inbound leads, you get like different type of clients. Even mm. if you're doing copywriting, you will get one client for ads, one client for social media, one client for blog post, one client for LinkedIn post, one client for some random different thing. Now, this will not make you an expert. Mm. If you really want to scale your business big, you need to be doing one type of thing for all your clients. That is yeah. how you become an expert. That is how you charge high ticket. So for me, initially, I think one year you can do experimentation for you also to know what you want to do. People who Mm. already have clarity, great. They can go ahead and choose whatever they want to. But people like me who don't have clarity, I didn't have clarity back then that what do I want to do? I just did all sorts of things. And I made decent money. But what happens is you cannot control. If one day I stop getting inbound leads, what can I do about it? True, even true. if I have twenty thousand followers, what can I do about it? It means mm-hmm. that I have put my business in control of the algorithm. True. If one day you stop getting clients, your uh, rosy roti is dependent on that money, right? Mm. And that is why when that happened with me, when for a month I did not get any clients, that was a wake mm. up call for me. Yeah. Because at that point I didn't even feel energized enough to go and ask my past clients for referrals. Mm. So. True at that point i thought okay i'll do cold outreach but when Mm -hmm. i started doing cold outreach i was not getting any replies because i'm not an expert at anything i realized that and i was like okay this is a problem and i don't have an offer you need to have an offer so for people who don't know what an offer is an offer is basically what do you do and for whom do you do what result you can get and in what time frame so it -hmm. could be i help agency owners get 40 leads in a month and if you don't pay, if you don't get 40 leads, money back, guarantee. That is a solid offer. That is how you get yes from people. Now, people would say, but how can we promise How can we... That is true. where your skill set comes. If you would have done this for a year and a half, you would definitely promise that to people, right? True, true. So, I think it is about that. Now, when I realize that, okay, I am not an expert at anything, then I decide, okay, I need to make an offer, then I need to get upskilling in this particular area that I wanted to do so I did that then I went ahead and you know did the initial cold outreach because the offer was good I got replies and I was you know charging very low ticket and revenue based
0: Hmm.
1: revenue we can talk about the models later yeah but I did to get the beta clients and at this point, when I was doing all this, I was, you know, saying no to my inbound leads, which were ready to pay me 50,000 rupees per month. Mm-hmm. And I was making less money. And I was like, okay, I'm fine with it. I I, I can't do anything. If, if I continue doing that, I will never get stable. I will never build a big business. If I want to, th- that was the only way for me. Yeah. If yeah. I would have done that on day one, then yeah. maybe things were done. Because... I am telling you, there are so many people who are not even on social media, they make lakhs per month through outreach. True. True. For me, the goal is to master cold outreach so that I'm not dependent on social media for getting clients. Yeah. It's good to have. It's a good yeah. to have thing, not a must have thing. Yeah. So I think,
0: I think, uh, if you are an independent, uh, you know, the business owner and things like this, I think you should explore everything. Because many people are like like against of cold outreach or many people against social media. I think both are important, you know. And for survival of your business, definitely cold DM is very, very important. So that is something one should make a habit of. And even in scaling, that is something. Because in that way, you're reaching out to every new person every day, which is very important.
1: Yeah. And I think the biggest hard work for me has been to learn cold outreach because I cannot tell you how many times I've cried and I have had a mental breakdown because I did not know how to do cold outreach. Cold, yeah. out, cold outreach is not easy. It's yeah, not. I'm still figuring out that how will I, you know, get enough clients to become an expert at that one thing. Definitely. It's not easy because people can, you know, say whatever they want on social media. But Mm. I think in reality, if you want to have that solid foundations for your business, you need to do that one thing for everyone. Yeah. That not happen. For example, if I've just started right now and I have like 5,000 followers on Instagram, I'm not going to get leads from the same type of people. It is really not like that. It does not work like that. People who have 100K followers, they also get stupid leads. True, definitely. I think to get super high quality, qualified deeds on social media, you need to have a presence which is beyond good. And Absolutely. that journey, I'm obviously on slowly and steadily, my presence will increase, I'll share my social proof, and I will automatically attract those leads. But in the meantime, I will have to make the money, I will have to make yeah, the yeah. business. So both things go hand in hand
0: yeah setting up systems are very very important definitely so yeah that's for sure so uh, on that uh, note only which you mentioned i want to ask relative question which is also a very very big problem for freelancers so client has expectations and in social media you can't uh, you know say that okay i will get you this much followers i will get you this much leads So how to tackle that? I am like in terms of KPI, in terms of ROI, in terms of ROS, you know, when you're working in uh, social media marketing and stuff. So how to deal with that?
1: So Krati, personally, me, I'm not a social media manager. I don't do that for clients. So not the right person to answer that. But I've done a few projects. I think it's important to understand because anyone who really knows social media will not ask that question. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that's so true can... but
1: people who come like they are, they want to just explore they want to start
0: and they have no idea so they have like a lot of expectations of follow
1: yeah i think um uh, for me personally i decided way earlier that i don't want to be working with small businesses like i don't because what happens is if someone is making five lakhs per month in their business and they are giving you one lakh out that's of that's a it, lot for them yeah that's a lot for them they are gonna have so much pressure on your head because it is important for them true, if true. today I am paying someone 50,000 it will be a lot for me mm-hmm. I will expect it. but yeah. if I'm working with a client it's not a big deal to pay 50,000 they yeah. will have their expectations in line so I would yeah. say work with people who are either way valuable way knowledgeable they can act as mentors to you Mm. that's one or work with people who are super rich or work with people who are super super uh, what, what can i say super rich super popular or super talented that yeah. should be
0: your crisis. that add on the skills also other than just money. I personally think because I've seen so many clients they just outsource, they just give the work, and they have like they have nothing to do. Then they are just like just you do your work and grow us, but that doesn't work. Like if we are into social media, even copywriting, we have to get some data from clients also. So
1: yeah, yeah. I think that and when it comes to KPIs, I think leads, you can still promise if you're... Yeah, and that too,
0: if you're doing ads or something like that.
1: Inbound, I think you can't
0: promise anything. Like,
1: yeah. I think outreach campaigns, you can Mm. do for clients. You can do lead generation posts. But again, it also comes to key. Okay, I'll do that for you. But what makes you stand out? Because there will be some clients that we can definitely promise it for. Mm. because if you know their work is good they have worked with top companies of india yes inbound lead generation can be done for them because yeah they have a lot of social proof we can make the content true, true. We can go ahead but if someone is a nobody and they mm. have just started their business this is their day one and on day one they are coming to you expecting you would do some magic not possible that's so true that
0: Great, great. So I had a great conversation. My last question is now about the resources, like what you study in terms of like podcasts, books, as you already told, or YouTube, anything to upskill uh, whatever skills you are doing right now. And also in freelancing, because you are doing that, what skills you think, like other than your niche core skills is important, someone to learn, and any resources you like to share yeah.
1: So I think uh, number one would be cold outreach. As I mentioned, every freelancer should learn it early on. What are the resources around it? I think there is this person called Karsten Fox on Twitter. His name is K A R S T O N F O X. So if people can go and check his Twitter profile, he has a free course on cold outreach. That is the only course you will ever need if you're a beginner. It's like it's like people should pay him fifty thousand rupees for that course. It's it's a huge course. I don't know why he's giving it away for free. So that's Again. number one. Then the number two skill which people should learn while they're freelancing is communication. Very important. Very important. Yeah. Communication, sales, speaking, all combined into one. How you'll do it, talk to people for free. Put out your Zoom link, talk to people, talk to your prospects, pain, unke pain points, jano, all of that. I think that's number two. Very, very important. And number three would be just i think respect yourself enough it's not like a skill but don't just you know become a boundaries i
0: think learn how to have boundaries a bit
1: because your business right now maybe you're making twenty thousand. maybe tomorrow you'll be making 20 lakhs who knows Mm -hmm. and if you really want to have that exponential growth journey or even a linear growth journey you need to sort of Have a very strong self-belief that I have to do this. I want to do this and I I will do this. That requires a lot of conviction and self-belief and all of that. For that, you need to have the right mindset that, okay, I'm not going to give up on this. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give up on myself. I think that's very, very important. So for that to happen, you have to sort of, you know, give more and more space to yourself and at the same time have that mindset that okay I'm not looking at my life from a three-month point of view I'm looking at my life from a five-year point of view Mm -hmm. and if I upskill daily if I do my due diligence daily I'm gonna grow in life so just Mm -hmm. have a very growth oriented mindset and just not talk to people who are pulling you down yeah and
0: I think saying after a point of time i have believed that uh, saying no is very bec- become important like if you want to work with good quality people if you want to hang out with good quality people if you want to do anything good quality in life you have to say no to a lot of things lot of people yeah
1: as i said i told you that i had to say no to a lot of inbound yeah. mom if i continued then i wouldn't have gotten good yeah. at one th- I think saying
0: saying no is very, very uh, tough for some people. So that's also a very good skill. And I think personally to grow in life, you have to start learning to say no.
1: Yeah. I think you want to work with a client who pays you uh, one lakh rupees per month. But if you are constantly occupied with working with five clients who are paying you 10,000 rupees and they are you know, sitting on your head, you will not have that mind space to just grow your business. It's very important to work on your business as important as it is to work inside your business i think that's yeah that's the lesson that i learned the hard way i, I used to get a client and then i used to forget about outreach forget about true, content true, true. It it hap- i think it,
0: it has happened with every freelancer at some phase and it's it's the only thing when you get realized though your business is also very important otherwise it's literally bleed you can see your business bleed shatter and you have to start from scratch
1: after having so many years of experience which is way worse yeah Exactly. I think that's the biggest lesson. So now when I wake up, my first two hours are dedicated to my business and then I start my client work. So I think that's very important.
0: That's that's very great. Thanks once again. I'll drop all the uh, information and description of her Instagram, LinkedIn link. So please connect with her. She has amazing content and follow her. If you're a freelancer, it's very uh, good to you. So thanks again, Pratishta, for coming on the podcast. Any last thoughts for new freelancers? Anything you want to uh, share in general? Any mistake you think? Yeah,
1: other than that, what you shared? I would just share one thing that if you have decided to do freelancing, you have already taken one step in your head that you want to change your life. So you're already ahead of so many people who don't want to take action. So don't get stuck in that analysis paralysis phase. Just take action and do the work. Because when you do the work, you will realize when you learn something, you realize you don't know nothing. There is so much more to learn. So keep learning. Don't have the money mindset from the beginning. Have a learning mindset for the first six months and I'm sure you will achieve a lot of things. Great, great.